Hey everyone, welcome back. It's the wrap. Tom Mazaway, Clarence Black, Brendan Sennett in the house at the Jim Reels Friendly Chrysler Jeep Studios in Farmington. We talked with Corey Smith, Major League Baseball's head of diversity and inclusion. On our last show, we ran a little out of time, so he was nice enough to stay over, and uh, we're going to do it again. So uh, he is on the phone. We're not going to keep him on and talk about ice or anything like that. I'm just going <laughs> to let him uh, keep on going. So, Corey, thanks for coming on again with us, buddy. No problem, no problem. I appreciate the invitation. Hey. Um, yeah, look, again, you know, for me, it's, it's really around making sure that MLB is focused on actionable change. Um, you know, we saw all the sports leagues, every corporation for the most part has issued, issued a statement around the civil unrest and, and, you know, particularly George Floyd, um, Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery. And, and we wanted to make sure that in addition to issuing a statement that we were backing it up with actual action. So, um, we have been very diligent in doing so. Um, both internally for our employees and externally for the public, and that's going to continue. Corey, for you, you know, maybe take us a little bit through, you know, your gut reaction. I mean, obviously a a black man, um, you've got kids. You know, as all of this went down, what was your immediate gut reaction versus, you know, your job at at MLB? Was your immediate thought like, man, my job is about to get a lot harder, a lot easier? Just kind of maybe take us through your your feelings as all of this un, un you know unfolded. Absolutely, I mean it's it's one of those things, right, where you you do have a personal reaction to it, um, but because of my role in the organization, I I have to handle a lot of this professionally. Um, you know, I am I am a father of of three girls who. Um, my oldest, you know, she, they, two of my oldest, they drive. And, you know, and the, one of the things that we always say in, in black households, you have to have the talk, right? That mm-hmm. conversation with your children about what to do if you ever interact with the police. Wow. Um, and it's a tough conversation. And, you know, the reality is that most white families don't have to have that conversation with their children. And I've had to have that conversation with my daughters around what happens if they ever get pulled over by the cops while they're driving. Um, and it's tough. And then, but then I, to your point, I have to go to work every day and smile on all these Zoom conference calls and pretend like everything is right in the world when personally I'm struggling with this just like everybody else. Um, but it's been interesting because, again, because of my role, I have white employees within MLB coming to me and saying, hey, you know, I want to have this conversation with my department. I, I'm the team leader of a department. I want to have this conversation, but I don't know what to say. And I don't want to say the wrong thing. And how can I be empathetic and show support without coming across as ignorant or unrelatable and so on and so forth. And so even in that regard, you know, we stepped up MLB. We created a social justice page on MLB.com. It's literally MLB.com backslash social dash justice. And it's information and resources for everybody, employees, fans, um, it's definitions, it's terms, it's books you can read, it's articles you can read, it's podcasts you can listen to, all around social justice, 
um, and what's right. It's historical timelines. It's ways where you can talk to fellow employees. It's ways in which you can talk to your children. We literally put this page together and felt it was important for fans as well to be able to see this information in case they wanted to have these conversations as well. Is there anything on uh, the great Jackie Robinson? I mean, we talk about him often on this show and, and, and the respect that we have for him and what he had to go through. The man, I think he slept with a gun. I mean, he, he was feared yeah. for his life. I mean, it's horrible what he had to go through and disgraceful. We don't even know really Absolutely. what kind of baseball player he really could have been. I mean, he's probably twice as good as what we saw on the field. And I, I just, I can't stop thinking about him and Hank Aaron running around those bases and wondering if he's going to get shot or whatever. I, you know, that's part of my childhood uh, growing up, and it, it never really leaves me. Absolutely. I mean, we, we, we've had several town halls with the employees internally since, since everything has kind of happened. And we, we spent an entire town hall talking about the Negro Leagues, right, where yeah. Jackie played before he integrated yep. and, and, and made it to the majors. And just the time period in which the Negro Leagues existed from 1920 when <laughs> Rube Foster, you know, kind of organized it all through when Jackie integrated in 1947. But even though the Negro Leagues kind of continued through the 50s, um, they came up in a rough time. Like it was illegal for them to do certain things and go certain places. And so it's not that it was just unfair or unjust treatment. It was illegal. And so the laws of the land dictated how they could move. And more importantly, that then meant that the police, as the enforcers of the law, engaged and interacted with these guys in ways that you unfortunately still see today. It, it tells a story of American history and American culture. And to your point, the things that they had to endure, you know, before the Civil Rights Act for 19 and 1960s, um, and even when Jackie integrated the game, unimaginable and unthinkable. Corey, so I grew up inner city Detroit. I played pal baseball. Baseball is my first love, even though I played basketball in college. And you know, I'm I'm very open about the fact that you know you know my father loved me, but there were periods of my life he was absent. And I was talking with some some friends and some some inner city baseball coaches, and they they were very adamant that they feel they've gotten a lot of support in terms of resources but that the problem is still the fatherhood problem in the inner cities and that baseball just is so much of a father-son dynamic. Have you guys talked about that? And obviously, look, Major League Baseball can't fix, you know, um, you know, socioeconomic and, and fatherlessness and things like that, but have you talked about, have you been able to share with them that aspect that, it's really almost not a money thing. You have to fix, you have to invest in some of the ills in the community if you want to get these kids to play. Because I was one of those kids, man. I just kind of got, I just, you know, basketball was easier. Football was easier. My dad wasn't around. And it just, I didn't have that other person. You know, you go, I told Maz on the last show, you go 0 for 4 as a black kid. And if there's no male there to kind of put his arm around you and say, hey, it'll be okay, you might quit. Right. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting because, you know, when when the NFL, a couple of years ago, when the NFL was kind of catching a lot of flack around the whole concussion thing, um, you know, MLB actually leaned in pretty heavily Absolutely. on I marketing to mothers. Yep. All right? Because, look, they tell you, your kid can come play baseball. It's the safer sport. <laughs> yep. And you don't have to worry about their head getting bashed in. Um, and so, you know, it's it, 
on the one hand, it was purely just a marketing ploy, right? Let's lean into the the emotions of mothers being protective over their children. Um, but it spoke to to your point the the idea of how important the parents are in deciding the sports that children play and whether they commit and stick to it. And so, um, you know, we've got incredible programs for the inner cities. You know, we've got the RBI programs, Reviving Baseball in the inner cities. We've got the Urban Youth Academies all throughout the country. Um, Across all of our youth baseball and softball initiatives, we've got over 300,000 kids play in this game. And that's just within the MLB-sanctioned um, leagues, not even talking about your, to your point, your normal, you know, your police athletic leagues or your mom and pop little leagues all over the country. So there is a tremendous amount of kids playing the game. Our, our, our ideology is relatively simple if you think about it. What was the trajectory of a Derek Jeter or a Giancarlo Stanton or a Mookie Betts or a Ken Griffey Jr.? Like, what did they do? How did they go from eight years old to the pros? And let's just put a whole bunch of kids on that same exact path. Not everybody's going to make it to the pros, but ideally a few of them are going to shake out that are going to be superstars. But to your point, that requires parental support in order to do it. Your coach can't do it alone. Your batting trainer can't do it alone. Um, and so we, we have invested in making sure that parents are part of our email distribution list, our listserv, um, our marketing tools, all of that stuff. Um, because you have to market to the parents. You have to share the love of the game to the parents in order for the kids to really become fully engaged. And the reality for us is, look, the kids that don't make it to the pros, they're going to grow up and they're going to be adults and they're going to be fans of the game and hopefully their children, they'll put them on the same path as well. So completely agree. Corey Smith, our guest, he's the head of diversity and inclusion with Major League Baseball here on The Wrap. Um, Corey, so, I mean, obviously, I think 2020 has just been absolutely nuts, right? It's a with, disaster. With, with everything. I mean, you know, um, so how do you how do you look ahead between the, the on-field product, what your job is, where, where, how do you guys plan ahead? I mean, has there been long-term planning with, with how you continue to move forward with everything, or, or are you just kind of just doing the best you can? <laughs> I, I, look, I think right now everybody's just happy we're, we're, where we are right now because I think a couple of weeks ago there was, it was still really, really up in the air. Um, look, I think for us right now it's obviously – we can't forget with all the civil unrest and all the things that are going on, we can't forget about COVID. Right. And so top of mind for us literally at this point is the safety and protection of the players when they're going to return to the game, Um, making sure that we can get through this season without any spikes or any surges um, and make sure that our players are as safe as possible. You know, to that end, we're still trying to figure out when in this season, if at all fans are going to be allowed back in the ballpark. You know, we have we have ballparks that can hold 40, 50,000 people. And, you know, we're talking about, look, if there's even 5,000 people in the stands, that's going to be a lot for this year. Yeah. And that's if we even let folks in at all. We are still going through all of our PPE protocol, masks and gloves and thermometers and all the stuff that everybody's doing as the, as the world starts to reopen. So, you know, we're looking ahead at 2021, but right now we're just trying to get through yeah 
hopefully what's going to be still a very, very exciting season. I think summer is not over yet, and we've still got plenty of baseball to play. Hey, Corey, thanks so much for joining us and hanging out with us uh, for both parts of the show. Um, and we feel bad for you that you had to hang out with us, send it back in the day. So, you know, it, <laughs> no, it still hangs out fun. with me. This was fun. I appreciate it. And Thank Corey, you for the invitation. Hey, happy belated anniversary, man. It was about one year ago in like three days, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I celebrated my anniversary uh, on Monday, 22nd. How's it? How- Brendan, Brendan came for the wedding, so he got to he got to hit the dance floor and shake his shake his butt a little All bit. Right. <laughs> how did how, oh, how's the, how's the first that. year been? Is it is it, is it still is, are we still in the honeymoon phase, Corey? I mean, I, I, look, we've been locked in the house together for the past three months. That'll I'll, finish I'll you leave off. It at that. <laughs> That'll finish you Fair off. Fair enough. True that. I'll, leave, I'll yeah. leave it at that. True statement. Amen, man. Conclusion. Hey, have a have a great season, Thanks, we'll, my friend. We'll look forward to talk to you again. Talk Corey. to you soon. You're the man. Absolutely. Take care, guys. You got it, man. Good. Corey Thanks, Smith, Corey. MLB, and that was fun. And uh, what did he? This is he's only been married for a year. This yeah, second yeah, marriage. Second marriage, yeah. And, oh, he's, yeah. and he's been locked yeah. in for. Well, he's still in the honeymoon yeah. phase. Yeah. Even yeah. If, even if you're locked in for the th- these the last three months, honeymoon phase, he probably he probably did all right for himself. Yeah, his kids are older. Yeah. You know, he's got one in college. Well, second marriage. Man. Yeah. You, at that point, you kind of know you got to get sure. a deal. I had sure. to practice marriage. Yeah. So, you know. No, it was great, man. He it was beautiful. It was. Cool man, he had this great venue on uh, right on Fifth Avenue and like thirty oh, six. So he's still in New York City, open yeah? air. Yeah, I think. Well, he's um, he's out on the island now. I think they nice. bought a place out on the what island. He, but what he said though was very interesting because we're talking about someone who you could you could point to and say he's made it. Like he's he's the head of Big diversity time. and inclusion for Major League Baseball. Um, you know, he 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 basically reports to the, the second in command, the deputy, and yet he's telling you that he's still. F- He's telling uh, he, you that he lives in a different America. And that's the thing I want people to take away. He's still got to fake it to make yeah, it. But in hear what we're saying when we're telling you it doesn't matter who we are, man. We have to we never it, we never lose sight of the fact that our American experience tells us that no, man, it's different. Yeah. It's just flat out different. My kid's going to be driving in a couple years and I'm already having to talk with him. Just my son rides his bike. And all he does is ride his bike to conditioning. They're doing conditioning at uh, at Troy High. And even then, I'm telling them, man, if you ever get pulled over, because kids on bikes get pulled over sometimes for for stuff. And I just told them, like, I've I've literally walked through, like, man, here's what you do. What do do you do? Here's what you do. Go ahead. Tell me what you do. No. Break it. You you literally, you stay on your bike. You keep, you you know, you put your your kickstand down. You sit there. You keep both hands yeah. on the handlebars until you are a pro. You do not turn around. Do not flinch. You keep your hand wow. on them damn bars until the officer is literally in front of you. And then when he is in front of you, you know, you tell him your name. You tell him you have identification. You ask him if he would like to see it. You let it, you just you. But you do not. You freeze all body motion. I'm now. I'm telling my 14 year old that yeah, because that I know. That I have to. That is when we say the talk. That's the talk that every Corey black said he talked to his girls. Yeah. I didn't even you know you had, had, to, you yep, had to talk to your girls yep, as well. Yep, yep, yep. Hmm. Yeah, I because saw it. Sandra Bland, and and it doesn't matter the the, the racism, the the ignorance. This 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 stuff don't care. Hmm. Doesn't care if you're male or female. It, it does not care. That sucks. No, he's he's just the definition of just in control, just smooth, yes. just a cool cat. Yes. You're right. I'm surprised he's friends with me because I'm the complete opposite of that. But, but in this position, um, in his position, what he's talking about is understanding that his responsibility, that he he's still at that level. He's got to wear 
He's got to wear the hat. He can't be can't be who he is. Well, he's always on. That's the yes, thing. Like, absolutely. I mean, we're busting on masks because he's a cranky bleep today. Yeah. Corey's never like. Oh that. God, no! You can't. If Corey walked in and, and was like Maz, he'd be labeled angry black man. <laughs> he would be angry Thanks, black man. man. Angry black man. I'm the, oh, I'm you're the, angry. Why are you so angry? Tell oh, me about so the friendliest guy you ever met. Oh, you're a oh, great yeah, guy, absolutely. but you are a you are a cranky crotchety. You, you know bring what? It out of no, just I mean, I, honestly, it's just that's great. Late like today. So I get it, though, man. That's great. 25 that's, years uh, and I bring it out of you. It's my fault. But listen, man, that's the... I'm that's, just your whipping boy. That's the thing. That that right there is concerning that he's at that level and still telling you, like, no, man, it's not. My experience, even at that level, I'm still aware that I can't be completely me. Yeah. I've got to wear the suit of comfortability for everybody else so that they feel... That's that's wild, man. Yeah. Hey, I wanted to go over some of the stuff that uh, Stevie Mac writes down for me. And by the way, you listen to the rap, Tom Azoway, Clarence Black, and Brandon Senate here at NRM Streamcast. This is CBS Sports. They break down the MLB sports schedule, the season. The teams are going to play their regions limited to the amount of travel. All right? So AL East, NL East. AL Central, NL Central, of course, West versus West. So the Tigers are going to face the Indians, Twins, and White Sox. 10 times each. So that's 40 games. Damn. Right there out of the 60. The other 20 is going to come against the Pirates, Reds, Cubs, Brewers, and Cardinals. Four times each with them. And that's NL and AL. That's all mixed in. Yeah, so no Same West thing. Coast. No West Coast. No travel. West Coast. Postseason, business as usual. Three yeah. division winners, two wild cards, division playoff rounds, still five games, division championship, World Series. Seven games. Nothing well, funky with the playoffs, huh? But no, that's what that's what this that's what CBS is breaking yeah. down as their regional schedule. This is what they think okay. it's going to be. It's what'll not be, official yet. What'll be interesting to see is that if right now we had a map up of the of America and where the coronavirus cases were surging and it was it was green and red, and I saw this last week, you would literally see that the Tigers division that Midwest. And then even into it's like clean. Pittsburgh, it's it's green. Yeah. Like the cases are going down and we're everywhere else. So it'll be interesting to see if that provides an advantage to those teams. Who had um, the big surge yesterday? Cali, right? No, Cal- like- California, Texas, and Florida right now are are skyrocketing, which is crazy because I think the Carolinas too. But remember, a month ago, uh, Governor of Florida, Ron DeSantos, was like, "Everybody come here." Things are awesome in Florida. Ain't no cases. Oh, and then the freaking bomb goes off. That's what I'm afraid of in baseball, in any sport. What I mean by I'm afraid of, I'm not afraid of it. I'm just saying yeah. I don't think it's going to last. I just I don't think they're going to make it. Yeah, because, you're piggybacking on yeah. what uh, Lynn Henning said. Yeah. That it's yeah. just I mean, Lynn, he's he's not he, well, work. I keep he's bringing right, him up man. every damn show. Remember but that. But he hits it on the head. It's, it's, it's Corona yeah. against everything. Um, here... When our, when we were surging and Michigan was considered a red state in terms of cases, you know all these other places there was nothing. And now with the lockdown and everything else, so it is. It's going to be interesting. If you are the, the you mean people talk about the Dodgers as a possible World Series winner, like dude, it, how many? Ca- you think about it. How many? You start getting back to back cases, yeah. positive yeah, cases, all of a sudden, and which which we still don't know. How does that? And who sits get, out then for two weeks? I mean, that, that's well, a long time. What is the? the yeah, days. like do you quarantine the team? Yeah. Do you quarantine? What do you the, do? Yeah. I mean, yeah. what happens if it's let's say it's Kershaw, and Kershaw's good for seven wins? Seven wins out of a sixty game season, dude. You start two and ten. It's curtains. I mean, and then let's say you stagger it, like. 
Betts is out for two. Kershaw's out for two. Ballinger's out for two. I mean, you start to quickly kind of – I mean, this whole thing could come down to it'll just be the team that was healthiest won the World Series. Let me ask you guys And a team like the Twins in Minnesota where cases are still – I mean, that – you know – I have I was not a twins dude, but I mean I I, I could see it. I could literally see it. Just kind of walking told, through. I told the guys at Malice HR today, shout out by the way. Yeah, of course. Uh that uh if the if we we're you know, they were being sarcastic yeah. and they said, you know, that the Tigers one kid said the Tigers were gonna win the pennant. And I said if the Tigers win the pennant, I'd wear a Tigger suit to work for a week. <laughs> it could be paused. Sixty games, man. I mean, but do you I guess, right, as a games, Tigers fan, bro. I'm not gonna ask you because I know you're not you're not a big fan. But as a Tiger fan, pretend you're a Tiger fan. Okay, I'll pretend. It hurts. Okay? But I'll pretend. You got Kumar Rocker, who's going to be the number one pick next year. There's 60 games. Lay down. <laughs> Why the hell wouldn't you just be who you are, finish last, Bums. And, yeah. and get Kumar Rocker? No. Oh, it's man. 60 games, bro. Yeah, there's no fans. You're right. There's no if fans. You're bad, it's a throw, lay down. It's a throwaway season. No. Lay I'd down. bring the rookies no. up yeah. and let them play. Lay down. Play the kids. No. Let and, them play. And, play. and trade. You know, get no. everyone trade value. Michael Fulmer. No. The Astros yeah. didn't lay down, and because they didn't lay down, yeah, they, they did. built the. No, they didn't. They yeah, played. They did. Oh my no, god. Two they, they played. Springer played. They nuts. before they tanked so they hard. They were the biggest tankers in sports history. Exactly. Played their core. Now, if you want to say the stuff around it was eh, no before they before they got good, they, they tanked three years in a row. They were hundred hundred losses, like four I get consecutive that they were 100 seasons. Losses, man. I'm saying when I that hundred loss team came here, and when I watched them play, Altuve was playing, Korea was playing, Springer it was before was them. Okay, it was before them when they laid down like dogs. I'm just saying <laughs> so they lost a hundred games with their. <sighs> All right. Play Anyways, nonetheless, play as baseball. a Tiger fan, do you want to win your division and go to the playoffs? Yes, build that playoffs, as a call- yes. or do you want to go Kumar Rocker? Kumar, Harold and Kumar. Me too. Let's do it. Oh. <laughs> I mean, really? Sorry, man. Clarence oh, wants. I'm Clarence not saying wants lay identity. down. Winning, I'm not saying lay down. Winning, I'm saying play the winning, young kids. Winning, just play and Success is an amazing thing, man. It is contagious. It does something. I'm. I'm not willing to say lay down. I don't care if it's a five game season. Like give everything you have and make that a part of your culture, and things will change. If you lay down, and you bring this kid into a, a team that's been laying down for whatever, how we've been years, laying down not, for three, four years now. No, then come out fighting, man. Come out fighting for these sixty games and see what you can build. Like, well, you, you know, walk out Ron Gardenhire is going to want to fight. To you know, he he wants to win. Clarence, the soundtrack to Clarence's day is is J Rock. Win, 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 win. That's it. That's all he hears. Win and fight. If fight. Ethan was here, <laughs> you, you and Ethan will be on, uh, on the same team. You and I'm Ethan. all for like fight, Just bro. fight to the just end, fight. right? Yes. Just fight to the end. Because to me, that's your culture. If your culture is that, man, like, no, I don't lay down for shit. No. To hell with Kumar Rocker. That's funny. He's probably going to have to have Tommy John surgery a so, year in the pitching. I'm calling it. Doesn't Kumar matter. Rocker is going to be a bust. So what they, no, he's not. All right, bust. so we, no, so we, got, a, we got a month till baseball Never gonna comes be healthy. back. Let's make, it, let's make it light. We talked about the TV last Kumar week. Kumar Rocker. I, uh, I'm on episode two of Ozark season three. What are you guys watching until My until sports come back? Ozark. You're going to love season you're, you're, That's you're where we two? started. Yeah, no, it's three. Uh, you're on season three, episode yeah. two? Oh, yeah, you're going to. Yeah, so they just they just blew up the riverboat. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's gonna, no, it's, it's gonna get better okay. and better. Good. All right, my wife and I are wrapping up. Uh, I think we got. Where you going one, from there? We got two more to go from True Blood, and then we're gonna figure it out. All right, we got some decisions to make. I'm uh, telling you, I think she's. I, you get, she's got to see the Sopranos. I'm just back. To, um, I'm back to Sopranos. I'm on season three again. No, episode I think, four. I, I think I'm gonna have to lay down and give her the wire. 
Okay. Uh, all right. Yes. Oh, you mean why? Oh, the Wire. Sopranos. I want let him do the Wire, but he's. But you got to the get wire, there man. in the next year. You're right. I mean, if if we don't have sports, you're right. If Bro, COVID I'm kills not going everything, from True Blood. We're to, good until I need you, a polar. I need to shift a, gears. A little bit over to my people. You don't think shifting gears That's is over true. to the Sopranos? I mean, bro. Hey, you know, it, it was. I, mean, I love the Sopranos. To each his own. Man. It was fun. the other. I don't know when we were talking the last week, and then it got me thinking, and I and I'm probably getting ready to start it again. <laughs> but what cracks me up was like the about that show was, and I don't know who wrote. You know, the Imperioli wrote some episodes. Yeah. They wrote some episodes. Was like the dumb lies that they would tell to each other, like. Like remember, rem- and it just and it just made me laugh so hard just thinking about this. Oh. Remember when uh, when when both of them were going after uh, when both Christopher and Tony were going after Juliana Margulies, oh, yeah. and, and and Tony started questioning him what he was doing. So he told him he was dating an African American girl, and That's he was right. like, "Oh yeah," and he's like, and then he asked her what he got her for Christmas. And he actually said the Luther Vandross set. <laughs> hey, don't like, laugh. I took Kathy to a Luther Vandross concert. Oh, Luther Vandross is amazing. When we first started dating. He doesn't have a box set. (laughs) (laughs) This is some, it's it's so fun to watch that show. They come up with some of the crap that that comes out of their mouth. The the, the language that comes out of their mouth. I think The Wire would be timely. It's timely. boring. Bro, you shut up about The Wire. I mean, the best line in the history of the show was Pine Barrens when, when Christopher says to Paulie, it could be him out there stalking us. And he says, with what? His. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Angel and David behind the glass. Stevie Mack helping us uh, with all the stats and stuff. Corey Smith from Major League Baseball. Thank you for See joining smooth, us. He's the man. Uh, hey, guys, let's uh, do it again. Have a nice weekend, everybody. Uh, Foster. King and Foster. I'll be on Tuesdays going forward, guys. Oh, yeah. That's a tune out. King and Foster coming up uh, right here on NRM. I'm only kidding. Howdy doody. King and uh, you Foster. You got to stop with the howdy duty. Coming up next. Find a chalk line in a parking lot. See you guys.